0: Now, here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott.
1: You know, back in 1985, the first-class postage stamp started out at $0.20, and then that year, the postage um, or the post office raised the cost of that stamp to $0.22, which was a 10% increase. Today, the post office is raising rates on first-class stamps to $0.63 from $0.60, which is another 5% increase. And if we go back to that original $0.20 in 1985 before they raised the rates and we look at the cost today that it's going to, the $0.63, over that period of time, that cost has gone up a whopping 315% over the last 38-year period of time. That's what we call inflation. And today, it doesn't seem like we can turn on the TV or turn on the radio without hearing about inflation, which by definition is simply the rate that prices for goods and services rise. Now, I'll tell you a funny story about this. Uh, Years ago, you know, it's uh, close to 20 years ago, we were, uh, my aunt and uncle were um, visiting down in Washington State. My mom and dad came out from Colorado. And we went up to La which is the place where they have a tulip festival. And they have a nice little town there. And we went into town after the going out and checking out the tulips, and we were walking around these different shops, and one of the shops had some custom um, furniture in the back, like, like you know, homemade furniture that this guy's craftsman worked on, and one of them was this big, beautiful table, big, beautiful cherry table, you know, room for maybe eight chairs on this table. And I remember my dad, you got to picture him, you know, he was, uh, he was full on in his logging career at that point, and so he's wearing a John Deere hat and flannel shirt and some jeans, you know, that was his, his weekend wear. And he walks over and he sticks his, his paw down, I call it a paw, it was really just a big claw in his hand, and grabs this price tag and he looks at it and he just drops in and he's like, geez, <laughs> and he walks away. And I said, "What?" Well, and he goes, that's more than I paid for my house. And we started laughing. The table was $15,000. And when my mom and dad got out of the service, they bought their first house, it was a bank repo for $11,000. So that kind of sums up to me inflation, right? You're thinking of it, he's looking at this thinking, I paid $11,000 for a house you know, 40 years ago or whatever it was at that point, and here's a kitchen table that's cost more than the house. So kind of a funny story on inflation that way. But let's take a second now and talk about planning for retirement, and especially inflation in retirement. First off, we need to understand that the cost for everything will most likely be higher in the future than the cost is today, and that's just due to inflation. And it's going to affect us differently when we're in retirement. When we're working, inflation periods are usually followed with increases in wages. Hence, the rise in goods and services. Well, they're charging more because it's costing them more to make the goods and services, right, or the the products. So it costs them more for the workers. And then it becomes the snowball effect. Costs go up, wages have to go up. Wages go up, cost of goods go up. It's the chicken or the egg argument, and this is what the government is always trying to control. They don't want wages to grow too fast because they know that that's going to put pressure on um, prices for goods and services. And at the same sense, they don't want that prices for those goods to go up too fast because then that's going to put pressure on wages. But when we retire, we go from earning money to spending money we have saved. And we can't count on that raise at the end of the year to offset the inflation. We have to hope that our investments and that our savings can keep up. And again, this is the scary part for a lot of people. Once you cut off your income stream from a job, you're counting on that Social Security. You're counting on those investments and savings to last. Now, look where we're at today. If we go back exactly a year to March of 2022, costs today are up 6.5%. That means everything costs 6.5% higher than it was last year on average. Now, there's some things that are a lot more than that. You know, eggs, meat, you know, anybody that goes to the grocery store knows that now. They see that. But if we look at that, so we're saying the cost is up 6.5%. Well, what's the stock market done in the last year? Well, it's down about 10% on average. Now, savings rates are still pretty historically low. I mean, there's a few small banks out there that are offering some pretty good rates. But if we just look at a national average of savings, they're still around a half a percent. And if we want to tie our money up in a CD, maybe say for five years, we might be able to push that five percent interest, meaning that we earn five percent on our money. But guess what? That's still below that six and a half percent rate increase for, for goods, the inflation rate. And so what that simply means is that we're going backwards. A dollar this year is buying less than it did last year, and the amount of interest that we're earning is not keeping up. And if you're in the stock market, you know you just it's been pretty much dead for the last year or two. So we just have to really understand this as we're looking at retirement, as we're looking at planning for retirement, and we're looking at costs in the future. That, you know, in a situation like today, next year, that same dollar that we have in our pockets gonna buy less, and that's pretty scary. So we talk about inflation being a result of goods and services costing more in the future, which is true. But there's also another reason inflation happens, and it's supply and demand issue. Think about the housing market, for instance. um An existing home that's already been built—you know—we don't care what the current price of plywood is; it's the, the house has already been built. But that house is going up in value. Why? Well, when there's more people out there looking for homes, and we just came off of record real estate sales the last few years, where, I mean, let's face it—all you had to do is put a for sale sign up in your yard, and you just waited for the bids to come in. It didn't matter what you priced it at; people were going to bid that up. In particular markets, I mean, when we're looking at like Seattle and Denver especially, those markets just blew up. We had a lot of people putting houses out there for sale for 500000 and getting bids for 800000 people willing to pay that much more. So we see that. That's a supply and demand. And same thing happened in the used car market a few years ago. The prices of used cars went through the roof because there are so many people out there trying to buy them. So more people fighting over fewer items for sale generally is going to push the cost of that item up. Well, inflation can also happen in another way, and that can come from a lack of workers. And this is probably the biggest concern people entering into a retirement phase of their life need to really understand because it's going to hit long-term care especially hard. So people that end up in a long-term care or what we call an extended care situation are going to be hit especially hard by the lack of workers out there. There have been several articles published lately that are just reinforcing what all of us in the long-term care industry know. Simply put, there's just not enough health care workers to satisfy the demand for, for caregivers. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. And and here's why. It's called the baby boomers. The baby boomers are aging through the system, and there are a lot of them. So starting two years ago, basically, the baby boomers, the first wave of them, start turning 75. Now, what that means is that every day for the next 16 years, there's going to be 10,000 people turning 75. I mean, this was based off of age 65. So let's say 9,800. I mean, whoever survives to age 75, right? But the bottom line is 10,000 a day turning 75 will continue for the next 16 years. That's a lot of people. And guess what? Many of these people are going to need long-term care services in the future, and some of them in the very short future. And here's the problem. Where are they going to get that care? People, you know, poll after poll suggests that people want to age in place, meaning that they want to age in their own home. And in fact, if you go out there and like AARP has done some of these surveys and there's several of them out there, the colleges have done, basically about 90% of the people polled said they want to take their last breath in their own home if they could. That's the preferred place. Now, some get to do that, but most don't. And why? Because when their health is compromised to a point where they need ongoing care, you have to be able to get the help in. You have to have the resources to bring that help into your home to help you get through the day. And guess what? There's a shortfall of those people that are willing to provide that type of care. And, it's, you know, it's been going on in this country for a couple years now, and it's just, you know, there's no signs that it's getting any better. You know, in fact, my wife was just pointing out an article that she read this weekend. We were sitting around there in the kitchen, and she said, look, here's here's this company that said." They provide in-home health care services for long-term care. They would hire 25,000 workers today if they could find them. That's their need. That's their gap, 25,000. So when you you look at this and you say, well, gosh, if I end up in a long-term care situation and I want to stay in home, what does that mean? Well, it means more people will be fighting for a limited number of workers willing to provide that type of care, which what? Which means what? Well, it means they're going to get more money. The prices are going to go up. That's inflation in a nutshell. Now, add the rising cost of care. And and, and we try to correlate this with inflation. It's not necessarily going to match up. So let's say that the Federal Reserve does their magic. They raise their rates. They hit the perfect mark. Costs are coming down. Next year, we have inflation of 2.5%. Well, they're going to think, well, that's good, right? We've done done well in this. But does that mean that the cost of care is going to just go up by 2.5%? Probably not because again this inflation in the long-term care world is really going to be caused by a shortage of workers That's going to be the biggest thing that we're really looking at Now I need to squeeze in a quick break here, but stick around when I come back We will continue our discussion on inflation And how you can prepare and put yourself in a better position to get the help that you want when you need it If you end up in an extended care situation, I'll be right back Avoid the mistake of paying
0: unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com.
2: Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Brian Ott from 525 Advisors has a free long-term care planning live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 4 to learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Get educated and learn your options at the free live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 4. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people
0: past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525LongTermCare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525LongTermCare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com.
1: And welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Um, you know, we've got a class coming up next Thursday. That's going to be the 16th. It's going to kick off at 3 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Mountain Time. If you're on the East Coast, just work backwards. All the information is on our website at 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. That's where you can sign up for a class. You can also subscribe and download to the podcast, and we're getting a lot of people that are subscribing to that, and so what will happen is you'll get a notification when a new podcast is released. We are on radio station live on the weekends in several markets, but the podcast is available anytime, and we try to keep... Oh, I think we have pretty close to a year's worth of podcasts up on our site and you can just subscribe and get it through iTunes so you can get your smart speaker to play it, whatever you want there. And so if you're new to long-term care radio, we put a new show together every week and we're just really talking about, you know, things that we need to understand and under you know, it's an educational based program designed to help us plan for our later years in life, or what we call, you know, retirement years, and especially how to protect ourselves from an extended care situation. And today we're talking about inflation and how we have to be aware of its impact as we plan for retirement, especially when we think about the cost of managing an extended care situation. So what I mean by that is I need help to get through the day, whether that's for six months or whether it's for 16 years, it's going to be costly. You're going to have to pay for that care or somebody's going to have to give up their time and their life to provide that care for you. And I think everybody knows that long-term care situations can be expensive. But the projected costs are expected to outpace inflation, and a lot of this is simply based on the fact that there are a shortage of workers willing to do this type of work. And the work, you know, basically, it's not gl- you know, glamorous work at all. And so a lot of people just tend to stay away from the healthcare industry as a whole. And I think that one of the other things you got to realize is that we're going back to that statistic of where people want to age. A lot of people say, hey, I want to age in place. I want to be in my own home. Well, guess what? The problem with that is that you now have to have kind of think of it as one-on-one caregiving, right? I need somebody to come in to help me through the day if I'm going to live in my own home versus if I'm in an assisted living facility, maybe 10 people can take care of 100 of us throughout the day. You know, so we we have to look at that. So that's part of that in-home health care shortage is that we're looking at it takes high numbers. This is also the reason why. Medicaid does not provide in-home care everybody says they're trying to expand their levels of in-home care keep you in the community But it's all going to be based on if you have family and you have the support structure around you to provide Most of the care because they don't have the workers to do a one-on-one caregiving situation for people in their home So anyway, the the fact is if we think about this we've got a shortage of workers This is compounded by the fact now that there's this silver tsunami or what we call the baby boomer generation aging through the system And their numbers are just simply going to overrun the nation's ability to provide care for them in an efficient way. And here's where we're at today. If we look at the numbers of people in the United States right now in long-term care situations, half of them, 50% of them are relying on family for 100% of the care. That means half of the people in extended care situations are relying solely on family members to provide that care. Now, when I grew up, I watched the Waltons. I was thinking, oh, well, that's great. You know, that's, you know, grandma, grandpa live together. You got seven kids and everybody lives under the same house. It's like, yeah, we're all going to be able to pitch in and help. But we don't live like that anymore. But if we're looking at it, 50% of the people say, I need my family to take care of me. So why is that? Well, most likely it's, it's due to lack of resources. There are many people who will willingly take care of a family member. They have the time. They have the space. There are some of those people out there but the majority of the people that are stepping into that caregiver role are giving up their lives and it's coming at a great cost. And for most people in this situation, it becomes a burden. It's a result of not, you know the people if I'm in a care situation, I don't have the resources. I've got to depend on my family. Guess what? I am now going to be a burden that's passed on to somebody cuz somebody's going to have to give up their time and their life and their schedule to work around mine and to take care of me. Now if we look at that, half of them rely on family members. Well, what about the rest? Well, if we look at everybody that's in a long-term care situation, about two out of three people rely on their family members for at least part of their care. And this is something that, you know, is is very common. My my grandmother had long-term care insurance, she turned it on, but my mom was still involved. My mom was down at the assisted living facility three, four times a week, every single week, helping my grandma with something, you know, running her to doctors getting prescriptions filled, taking her to the store, doing whatever she needed to do to help out. So, you know, it could be just something like that, a couple hours a week, taking care of a loved one, helping out, or it might be something that, you know, somebody's actually taking care of mom or dad, like when they're not working. So there, we we had a colleague that we worked with was, was doing that. They dropped, she dropped her dad off at adult daycare, picked him up on the way home, and she took care of him all weekend long and every night. So there's, you know, two out of three people are still relying on family for at least part of that care. And when we think about these statistics, I mean, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that are having to circle the wagons and figure out how to provide care for a loved one. Now let's compound the sheer size of the baby boomer generation with some other basic statistics that you need to know. Just some facts. Number one, family sizes are smaller than they were 50 years ago. People are having fewer children many children today are in that sandwich generation I'm one of them I have a older mother that is aging but I also have kids at home and so that's very common today and many families are not living locally anymore meaning that you know when I remember in in, in school you know back in the 90s and the 80s it was I think I think the statistic was you know a a 25 mile range it was something like 80 percent or 90 percent of people live and died within a 25 mile range well That is really changing now because people are a a lot more mobile. I have clients that have kids on the East Coast, kids on the West Coast, kids in other countries. So the families are just not as compact and as close as they used to be, say, 50 years ago. So add all this up, and it just means that there's going to be a higher demand for caregivers to step in and help out these baby boomers as they enter into an extended care situation. And what does that mean? Well, if we got more people fighting over fewer workers. The costs are going up. So what can you do to mitigate the upcoming problems with with what this nation is facing and with long-term care? How do we make sure we can put ourselves in the best possible position? Well, number one, it's about planning. Now, one of the biggest misconceptions about long-term care planning is that if you have enough money, you don't need to worry about it. Somehow, the money is going to take care of the situation. And let's just examine that point for a minute. As a planning professional, we advocate for our clients as an agent of record, which means that when our clients go on claim, they can contact us, we will step in and get them set up for an extended care journey, whatever their situation is. Our team is going to go to work. And what does that entail? Well, number one, it starts with paperwork, getting the claim filed, getting the actual long-term care insurance turned on with their particular carrier. It entails getting a plan of care from the doctor. So the doctor's writing out this is what this person needs. This is what we need to keep them in a safe position. Then we've got to go out and we've got to find those suitable care providers. And then we've got to coordinate that care, make sure that the physical therapy is showing up when they're supposed to. And we've got people doing the lighthouse work and the meal preparation, doing the work when they can. And then we have to arrange case managers to oversee that ongoing care because what a lot of people you know, they forget about is we might enter a long-term care situation today, but six months later, a year down the road, that situation is going to be different because we have to be able to make changes that are necessitated by the changing care level. And so I might start out just needing help a few days a week, but it might end up being seven days a week. And so we have to make sure we have a case manager staying on top of all that. And then we have to navigate Medicare because remember, Medicare is your first payer of record for acute care the rest of your life. So in all my years of handling claims for our clients, I, I will just tell you, number one, money has never been the issue at claim time, it, it meaning that the money that is coming through the contract that the, the people set up on the insurance contract, that has never been the number one issue. It's never even been the topic. We know what that is. Whether it's 5000 a month or 10000 a month, we know what that is. What's important is the ability for the family to get the situation handled and to find the services that they need. That is number one priority always. And this is the most overlooked advantage of having a good long-term care insurance plan. Not an inexpensive one, not one that pays you every single dollar a month that you need for care, but having access to a team of professionals when you need it. And so my case manager, Madeline, and I were just out at a carrier last week in Indianapolis, And the highlight for me was spending time in the claims department, just meeting with the people that run the claims. This particular company has a concierge claim service. They actually assign people to the families and they're just think of them as the travel guide. They speak the local language. They know how to solve problems. They've seen some of these problems that you've never seen before. They've dealt with it. So that's kind of what they do. And one of the things is when we were in the claims department, I said, you know, describe some of the issues that you work on and some of the most important services that they provide. And it's really just helping their clients get the appropriate level of care. In other words, finding the caregivers that are qualified to provide that care on an ongoing basis. And this is where a plan really creates a stark difference from simply having money. Your money isn't going to solve this problem for you. It's not going to go out there and find the caregivers, the plan of care, you know, assess your situation, look at the different options that you have. It doesn't do any of that. Somebody else is having to do that for you. Your money may pay them to do it, but you're going to have to find those people, and those people are going to have to do it. And another reason to have a plan is to really access the support services. Many care providers are putting those with the long-term care insurance as their top of the list. So what they do is they know how to go out and find the support services. They know how to find these people. We've got a client right now. She lives in Washington. She has a winter home in California. She just ended up falling. She's in a hospital in California. Guess what? We called the claims department. They are working, finding the people that we need in Southern California to help get her the care that she needs. So this is really what it does. And, and, And remember that. People with long-term care insurance have a plan, that also means they have a team of professionals back that's gonna help them find the caregivers in what we're finding out to be a very, very competitive market out there right now. Simply finding the people that are willing to provide the work is getting harder and it's gonna be even harder 10 years out than it is today. I'm looking at my clock here. I need to squeeze in a quick break for the news, but stick around when I return. I will introduce you to Steven and Allison, our client of the week. I'm going to explain how we set up an asset-based plan that allows them to deduct about 60% of their premiums, gives them lifetime benefits, and will pay them back nearly 31% more than they put into their plan. I'll show you how when we get back.
0: Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525LongTermCare.com, 525LongTermCare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors.
1: Awesome, and welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio Podcast. Um, so, again, um, class is coming up. We just, um, are, we've just we got one more this month in March, and that's going to be on Thursday, and the class is live. So you're going to hear the ads for that. And we really recommend, you know, jump on our website, 525longtermcare.com, sign up, read some of the reviews, read some of the um, examples, and just, you know, peruse that website. There's a lot of information out there because, again, it's really based on – Getting you educated, because the long-term care insurance planning business, it's changed. I mean, it has really changed. We've got a lot of new programs and a lot of new uh, wonderful opportunities out there to put plans in place, different ways to fund them. So there's a lot of information on our website. And if you're new to Long-Term Care Radio, we always start um, off with a little bit of education. And then at the bottom of the hour, I bring you what we call a client of the week. And this is just somebody that we helped through the planning process. And this week, it's Stephen, who is 62, and Allison, who is 59. They are still working. They're parents of two young adult children. They have no grandkids yet. They actually have an existing long-term care insurance plan, but realize they are greatly underinsured after watching Stephen's mother enter into a care situation. And so their concerns, number one, not being a burden on their children, both of their kids are in their mid-20s. They just got out of college a few years ago. They're not married, and they're like, you know, they 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 may not be married or having kids, and we just don't want to be in that situation, right? Again, we're back to that sandwich generation. These the, Their kids could have older parents, and they could have young kids at home. So that's kind of where we're at. They don't want to burn through their assets if they do need care. Um, not being able to find the care that they need. This was funny because, you know, Stephen just lived this, and when I talk about our clients of the week, the vast majority of them have some personal experience. They've helped a the parent, or they've watched a the loved one go through this something really tragic, and they're like, "Gosh, that's not what I was expecting. That's not what my financial advisor told me was going to look like." I never really realized that until I watched someone I cared about go through it. And this is what happened to Stephen. His mother's being told that she's in an assisted living facility right now. She can no longer stay there. That she's got to move out because her. Um, her cognitive impairment is just, you know, it's compromising her to the point where they're like, we cannot handle or what she needs is beyond our scope here at the assisted living. So they've got to go out and find a place that's going to be able to handle her like maybe a special memory clinic or something like this. That burden is falling on him and his sister. And he said, you know, this is a lot of work and him and his sister have been working with their mom for the last several years as well too, trying to juggle it and make sure she's getting the care that she deserves. And he said, you know, it's really going to end up being a financial hit to his mother as well, too, because she's pretty much burning through her nest egg. And he said, you know, we're looking at the price of some of these facilities out there, and there's just no way that we can we can fund that. We're going to have to help subsidize mom, and then, you know, at the end when she passes away, we're going to end up having to sell the house or something. But he said, you know, it's it's just a mess. So that's kind of what's driving this. Stephen has seen this firsthand. Now, and I will just tell you, that it's usually, statistically speaking, seven out of ten times it's the women driving the conversation. But this time it was Steven because he just said, look, you know, I'm watching my mom go through this. I don't want to pass this on to the kids. Allison was on board because she's been, she's been there too right by his side. Here's what we found about, out about it when we started the discussion. Steven and Allison own a successful consulting business. They plan on working there for at least another five years. They like what they do. They have a good quality of life running their business, so they're pretty set. They're pretty comfortable where they're at. They're both in good shape physically. Steven takes a statin for cholesterol. Allison takes some thyroid medication, and that's it, very stable. So we have plenty of options for them. Um, again, both their kids are out of college, neither of them are married, so they figure they're going to travel around with their kids while they can't because their kids are kind of bouncing around a little bit right now, so they'd like to travel as their schedule permits. They plan on staying in their home for now, but they're seriously considering possibly moving. They don't know where, but they think they might move to a warmer climate and they retire or at least live, you know, half-time snowbird somewhere where it's a little bit warmer. Um, they do have a traditional long-term care insurance plan that they took out years ago, but they don't feel it has enough protection for their benefits. And so that is something that they brought to us and said, look, you I want you to review this, which we did, and we'll talk about that in a second. They do have a second home that they use on a regular basis. They want to keep that for the kids and hopefully someday for the grandkids if they ever get them. And their exit plan for their business, well, they've talked about this. They have kind of this unique consulting business, and they're like, unless we find somebody that can really take over what we're doing, there's probably not anything to sell per se. We have a small book of business. He goes, we'll probably just end up closing out the business. And so that is something that they've kind of talked about. For their retirement, they both have SEP IRAs, which is just you know simplified employee pension plans if you're self-employed, so IRAs that they've set up. They both have some Roth IRAs. They have cash. They have regular investments. Um, They really, one of their goals is to be able to help their kids buy a house in the future. And again, we just came off of one of the hottest housing markets in the last few years. And so a lot of people with young kids, I'm one of them. I've got a 20-year-old, and I'm looking at it and saying, well, gosh, I don't know what the housing market's going to be like. But in the next, you know, five or 10 years, if he wants to buy a house, probably, you know, they might need some help. And so that's something that they are saying, we want to protect our assets so that we know that we can do that. And that's really, you know, one of their driving forces, right? Help the family. Hopefully they have grandkids someday and they're all going to be involved and they want to protect their assets to just make sure that the quality of life is there for both them and their family. They've worked hard. Here's what they wanted from a plan. Number one, they wanted some robust coverage. Again, Stevens is looking at this. and He says, man, you know, this whole cost for my mom is just ballooning. So he's looking at it and said, I don't want to eat away our nest egg like my mom had to eat hers down, you know, just drain it down. They would love lifetime benefits. That was very appealing to them, especially from the cognitive impairment side. They're like, gosh, we don't know how long this is going to last. Um, They love the idea of passing money back to the estate if they didn't use our long-term care insurance. So again, that's what the really driving force of these asset-based plans. It's still an asset, meaning that if I get lucky and I don't need long-term care insurance, I didn't waste my money, it's going to go back and it's going to benefit my family or, or my beneficiaries or my my church or my charity or whoever it is. So that was something that was important to him. Steven really saw the value in the claim support. He had been listening to our podcast for about a year, and he's like, man, I, I just you know did some research, and that was one of the first things he talked to us about was the concierge claim service, what that did, what it looked like, how it worked, because he was just looking at it firsthand saying, man... I would pay for that. I would write a check for that right now just to have somebody with that knowledge base to help my mother because it's very difficult to find that. So that's something that was really important to him. Um they they were really worried about, you know, where they could get care. So again they've watched Stevens watched his mother go to assisted living. Now she's being pushed out of that. So he's like, Yeah, I just I want a plan that's gonna, you know, pay for care if I'm at home, but also all the way up to the special memory clinic. And again, I assured him, today's plans are what we call comprehensive, so it doesn't matter where you receive your care. You can start at your home. If you end up in a skilled nursing or a memory clinic, that's fine. It's going to cover everything in between, like assisted living or continuing care retirement centers. It doesn't matter. They did not want ongoing payments. This was key to them. They said, look, we're probably going to retire in five years. We have the cash. We have the investments. They were in good shape financially, so they said, we'd just like to reposition some assets. Put it into a plan and be done, not have ongoing payments. They have ongoing payments right now with their traditional plan, so they're hoping that they could just get away from that. So that was kind of what we found out for them. So let's talk a little bit about what we did for Stephen and Allison. First off, I had to review their existing plan. Here's what it was. It was just a traditional plan that offered them each just about $5,000 a month of benefit for three years of coverage. So this was a plan back in the day. It was kind of a group policy sold through a lot of businesses, a lot of – A lot of agencies that go out there and help business and stuff would do some of these small group plans. And they went out and they said, ah, three years of coverage on average, whatever. They were looking at some statistics for nursing home. So that's how they got into it. They did it years ago. It's not a bad plan. It's a good company. They were not facing a rate increase. The payment was very affordable. In fact, based on today's standards for that same amount of coverage for them, it was about 25% of what it would cost to take out that new policy. And so, my take after reviewing this existing policy was just hang on to it. Don't make any changes. Keep the policy enforced. The payment wasn't a burden to them at all. And I said, what will happen is if they do raise your rates in the future, they might offer you a contingent benefit. And what that simply means is if they come out, if they cancel the plan right now and they just walk away, they're just walking away from everything. But if they get a contingent benefit offer, which by law, once an insurance company raises your rates past a certain point on those traditional plans, they have to give you the ability to say, I'm going to walk away from making payments, but whatever I've paid in is available for me to use for long term care in the future. So I said, if you get the contingent benefit offer, then you can consider canceling it, but it depends how much they raise the rates. You might just want to keep it because it's, you know, they're just trading pennies for dollars right now. So the next thing we did is we said, keep your traditional plan. Let's talk about adding some coverage through an asset based plan because they were underinsured. There's no doubt about it. So we narrowed down their choices based on their wish list. They wanted the concierge claim support. They wanted money back to the estate if they don't use it, and they wanted lifetime benefits. That's an asset-based plan. That's one of our particular carriers that has all of those things done. And so the next thing was how much coverage do you want and how do we fund it? So remember, long-term care insurance, we're buying a bucket of money. We're deciding two things, how much coverage, how much money in that bucket, and how fast can I take the money out of that bucket? So if I have lifetime benefits, I have an unlimited bucket. And then what I have to decide is do I want 5000 a month? Do I want 7000 a month? Do I want 10000 a month? You decide how fast you can pull money out of that. So that's really what we sat down and decided to do. So they both agreed. They're, they're, keep their existing policy. They wanted to add $10,000 a month of benefit per person. So that's $120,000 per person per year tax-free for life. So if they're both on claim, $240,000 a year will be coming out of that policy tax-free. So that's what they decided. Add the $5,000 they have on their existing plan, well, that gives them really up to 15000 for three years, right? Because they, they, that other policy would last them at least three years if they pulled the full 5000 out. So now here's where the planning took a turn. Stephen and Allison both agreed they did not want to make payments. They're kind of adamant about that. We'll just do a one and done, and and I like those. They're simple, just give me some money and go. But here's what really happened to me. I I, I saw this and I said, you know, wait, wait a second. I understand what you are saying. You don't want payments, I hate payments myself too, but I'm paying payments on my long-term care plan and I'm doing it for a reason. And one of the biggest reasons out there is because they're business owners, they're business owners like I am, They are taxed as a C corporation. That allows them to deduct some of the long-term care insurance premiums. In fact, it allows you to deduct all the long-term care insurance premiums if you're taxed as a C corporation. So on these asset-based plans, what they do is they have a part of that money is going to, like in this example, part of it is going to be going to some kind of life insurance, which is going to return premium to the estate tax-free if they don't use it. But then the other part is for the lifetime long-term care, and that's just pure long-term care insurance. That's the portion that we can deduct. The IRS says we're going to treat that as medical insurance, and C-Corporations, you can write 100% of that off. So that's really what I I kind of spun them on that because they really wanted to do a one-and-done, and and I said let's look at this. Let's take a different approach to this, and let's spread some of these payments out because as a C-Corporation, you can deduct long-term care. Now, That being said, if you just did a one-and-done payment, the C-Corporation could still write a check for 100% of the long-term care portion of it and deduct it in that given year. Okay, that's that's something, that's the flexibility a C-Corporation has. The problem you have with the business is you really got to say, from a cash flow point of view, do I really want to take that big of a hit on a business? They were just picturing they would use their own savings. They've got this money set out over there that they've earned over the years. But I said no 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 let's take advantage and let's try to pull some of that money out of the business over some time get you maximum deduction so that's what we did so here's what we really did we did and it's uh, the first year it's kind of think of this as kind of a combination they're going to use some of their savings and everything that they can deduct they're going to pay out of the business so the very first year they're going to make a they're going to write a check for hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars year two through five, so we're going to have four more payments, two, three, four, and five, their annual payments starting year two, they will write a check for $23,767. So over the course of five years, today they're going to walk in with $159,000, and then they're going to have four payments of $23,000. They're going to put a total of $254,000 into their long-term care insurance plan. Here's what's wonderful about this. Year one, the business is going to be able to write a check for fifty-one thousand dollars. That's an d- expense for them. So out of that one fifty-nine that they deposited, fifty-one is going to be paid out of the business as a business expense. Years two, three, four, and five, that check for twenty-three thousand seven hundred and sixty-seven dollars will be written out of the business every year for four years. That's one hundred percent deductible. So when we add all this up over the course of that five years, out of that $254,000 they're putting into their plan, $146,793 is a write-off for the business. It's a business expense. That's a deduction. They do not have to pay themselves on it and pay pay taxes and pay Social Security and all that other stuff. This is a business expense that boils down to 58% of the premiums, meaning 58% of the total they put into that plan is tax deductible. Now, what did they get for that $250,000? Well, number one, they each get $10,000 a month for life, $120,000 a year. So if they're both on claim, 240 dollars a year, tax-free for life, they'll never run out of that benefit. If they don't use their plan, listen to this. $333,000 Three hundred and thirty three thousand dollars is paid back to the estate that 's their kids that 's their their they can do a trust whatever they want that 's the death benefit portion of that policy so if they use less than three hundred and thirty three thousand dollars, the difference is paid back to the estate tax free meaning if they never trigger a claim, all three thirty three is paid back well, they only put two fifty four into the plan that 's a thirty one percent return on that money that they put in guaranteed meaning if they go on claim for six months and then they die, guess what? They're still getting $333,000 tax-free out of that. It can be long-term care and death benefit. It can be all tax-free death benefit. It's just the death benefit is just really there to return premium. And since we have a 62 and a 59-year-old, they're getting more death benefit than premium versus, you know, a 78 and an 80-year-old, they would be pretty much breaking even. They'd still get their premium back. But these guys will actually get more. So they get lifetime benefits, $10,000 a month. They get $20,000 for caregiver training. They get $20,000 for medical and home improvement. They have lifetime concierge claim support, meaning somebody is assigned to them and their family. So they have one go-to person that's going to help them manage all of their needs, help them move, help them find caregivers, help them with the, the Medicare billing. All of that is going to be built into this plan. And what does it do for them? Well, number one, it gives them the, the, the relief that they want. It gives them guaranteed tax-free funding source for the care, gives them lifetime benefits, comprehensive coverage everywhere from home to a special memory clinic, gives them relief that their kids are not going to have to step in like Steven did and try to figure out how to take care of a parent and make sure your parents get in the best level of care. That's what this plan does, folks. And I just love this because long-term care is unique in the sense that you can get tax deductions on the front end as a business owner. It does not change the benefit, meaning when that benefit comes back to them, if they go on claim. All of that money comes back to them tax-free. It's just a win-win scenario and a wonderful plan. I've got to take my final break. Stick around. i got a little bit more. We'll be right back.
0: New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com.
2: Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Brian Ott from 525 Advisors has a free long-term care planning live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 4 to learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Get educated and learn your options at the free live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 4. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.
1: Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525LongTermCare.com. That's 525LongTermCare.com.
0: Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long Term Care Radio with Brian on certified long term care planning specialist with 525 advisors.
1: All right, and we're back to Long Term Care Radio. Thanks for uh, sticking around if you've uh, been with us uh, with the whole podcast. And if you missed any of it, just go to our website, 525longtermcare.com, and uh, sign up for the podcast. You can download any of our older ones there. but if you um, subscribe to it, you'll get a little notification every week when we release the new ones and get them out. They usually are usually are out um, Friday at the latest, um, so look for those, and you can always, like I say, if you're in the car and you missed part of it, you can always go back in and get the rest of it, or just ask your smart speaker to pay, play long-term care radio with Brian Ott, and it'll usually pull up the most recent uh, episode as well, too. So um, i got to tell you, again, we have a class on Thursday. It's the last one for March. It's the 16th. It's 3 p.m. So um, 3 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Mountain time. And, again, the class is free. It's about 45 minutes. And the idea there is jump on there. Learn a little bit what long-term care pays for, where it pays uh, for care, your different choices between traditional and asset-based plans, see some examples, find out what Medicare does and what Medicaid pays for and how those programs work we kind of wrap that all up and then i answer your questions and the idea is just to get us out of the weeds so we have an idea of why we might want to look at long-term care is it something that i want how does it work and then when you're ready we will set up some time and design a custom plan for you so that's kind of our process start with that education and so the next class coming up thursday the 16th so um i gotta tell you that um when we look at the statistics i was out at the this insurance carrier and um and i don't talk about the insurance companies i know people ask me all the time well which company da, da, da. And i'm like i don't talk about it on the radio because they don't pay me and i don't want them to pay me i want to i want this program to be independent and i will just tell you that there's a handful of companies out there that are just top-notch that we work with and we work with all of the other ones too but it's just we're always trying to work with the best companies This one is the same company that I have personally. I think it's just the best of the best when it comes to the asset-based long-term care plans. And what they do uniquely is they they, they have this concierge claim support, meaning they assign somebody to you and your family. And their tenure in that department is about 11 years. And so the idea is that you're going to have that same person through your entire journey. And they'll always have a backup too in case your person's on claim or gets sick or whatever. But we were talking to the claims department, and statistically, you know, we we know that people want to age in place. They want to be in their own home. And what is the dividing factor between those that can age in place and those that can't? The common thread for those that end up aging in home is long-term care insurance. If we look at the, the – these are the statistics that I got directly from the insurance company. So about 70% of people that file for long-term care insurance, the claims, they turn on their claims, start out in their own home. So that means about 30% are somewhere else. Assisted living adult family home, maybe they've moved in with their kid already, maybe they've moved into a continuing care retirement center and they were living there independently, whatever. But 70% start out at their own home. Out of that percentage of people that start out in their own home, that have long-term care insurance, 90% of them are able to take their last breath in their own home. That's just amazing to me, absolutely amazing. So that means about 63% of the people that have long-term care insurance are able to stay in home and age in place. If we compare those statistics to people that do not have long-term care insurance, the amount of people that are able to age in place and take their last breath on their own pillow in their own home is less than 10%. And the main reason why for this is, number one, resources. They don't have the resources to bring the people in. And number two, even if they do have the money, they do not have the environment. They have not been able to find the caregivers and set themselves up. And so what happens, remember, Medicaid is not going to come in and just say, oh, we'll let you stay in your house and we'll provide a caregiver for you 24-7. No, they're going to warehouse you in a nursing home. And a lot of times for people that are trying to care for a loved one, maybe that last two weeks, maybe it's that last week, the last two weeks, the last month, the need of care is just so intense that they have to get their loved one to some kind of facility so I was really blown away with that statistically that that's the power of long-term care insurance. It used to be called nursing home insurance because that's what it paid for back in the 70s. Today, it's, it's, we've gone 180 degrees. The reason why you have long-term care insurance planning put in place is so that you can stay in control of your care options. And that means if you want to age at home, you're going to have a much higher chance of making that happen. And if you do want to go somewhere else, you are in a lot more control of picking your assisted living facility, things like that. And one of the things you have to understand, too, is when we're talking about the benefits of long-term care, it's not just how much money you're getting a month, it's the fact that you have a plan that's going to pay for care when you need it, which, well, I'm going to live into the top-notch assisted living facility, they ask you how you're going to pay for it. If you tell me you have long-term care insurance, I tell you what, you get a gold star by your name because they know now that there's going to be a stream of income coming in versus trying to track down your power of attorney every month to get the bill paid. So there's just a lot of advantages to that. Another thing that just blew me away with the claims department is their active claims. This particular company has an active claim that's over 14 years. 14 years. So, of course, they offer lifetime benefits. This person has been on claim receiving benefits for 14 years. And so that is very powerful. Just think of the relief that that person is providing to their family because they have that ongoing not only money coming in to help pay for that care, but they also have that team of professionals to help them manage their claim that's been going on for 14 years and she said it started at home and it's moved to several different facilities and they are still helping that person manage day to day so just some real advantages for uh, taking the time to put a plan in place so again you've burned another week with me Um, next class thursday the 16th love to see you sign up Uh, you get to see me live and we'll answer any of your questions you can always subscribe and download to our podcast at 525 advisors and if you have any questions or concerns you can always contact us through our website the same place I'm going to get to work on another show. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much.
0: You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.
2: Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Brian Ott from 525 Advisors has a free long-term care planning live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 4 to learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Get educated and learn your options at the free live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 4. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.